Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Nestled in the Rocky Mountains, Summit County, Colorado, is a mecca for outdoor recreation. There are miles of hiking and biking trails and lots of lakes to fish in. And of course, the four world-class ski resorts, Arapaho Basin, Keystone, Copper Mountain, and Breckenridge. Originally, this land was home to the Ute tribes, the oldest Colorado residents. It was the summer hunting and nomadic grounds for the Ute people, and they traveled through this valley. The trails that they constructed are now our roads. Larissa O'Neill is giving me a history lesson as we stroll along Main Street in Breckenridge. She's the executive director at Breckenridge History. They hunted buffalo, they gathered berries and all sorts of other vegetables and things that could be found at that time, but they were forced out just like native peoples from all, all over the West. While they were forced onto reservations, part of the land became Breckenridge the oldest town in Colorado, west of the Continental Divide. Today, Breck, as it's fondly called, is the most populous town in Summit County. Miners arrived here in 1859, came over the southern range here, and landed in this valley. For its first 100 years, Breck was known as a mining town. There was the gold rush, then the silver boom, which led to an influx of prospectors and their families. Breck swelled to about 2,000 people. And that created a problem, the town's first housing crisis. It's funny, we talk about how land has appreciated so much and housing so much in the last few years. During that time, lots went from $25 a lot to $2,000 a lot. So, you know, we've seen this happen before. Even with the high-priced property, it was the time of prosperity. Buildings sprouted up on Main Street, many of which are still around today. We're walking past the Gold Pan Saloon here, which dates from that era. It's a really old liquor drinking establishment. It's been here a long time. And we actually had a saloon on every corner here at Lincoln and Ski Hill. After the silver bust came the mining of several minerals throughout Summit County including lead, zinc, and molybdenum. As that industry grew, there was no place for workers to live. According to a current county official, in the mid-1930s, one of the local mines couldn't find housing for their employees. Sound familiar? I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is The Colorado Dream, Housing Wanted, from KUNC News. From restaurant servers to police officers to local doctors, it's hard for people at nearly every income level to find housing in mountain resort communities. This series investigates the housing challenges facing residents and perhaps, most importantly, what community leaders are doing or not to find solutions. This is episode two, Small Town, Big Answers. So where are we? We're in the Barney Ford Museum. It's the home of Barney Ford, built in 1882 when Barney was about 60 years old. Breckenridge is a little over five square miles and home to about 4,500 permanent residents. 
Despite its size, the town has almost 250 historic district structures and seven historical exhibits and museums, including this one, Barney Ford's house, a light green Victorian home with darker green trim in the heart of town. This was a showpiece home in Breckenridge at that time. I mean, this is the land of cabins and shacks. Barney was born into slavery in Virginia in 1822 and became a free man at age 26. He was an adventurer and entrepreneur who made his way to Colorado and then Breckenridge during the first gold rush. He became known as the king of hospitality. More than a century later, as part of an overall preservation push, Breck's leaders decided to preserve Barney's home. It took a few of these big condo complexes that were going up in the late 1970s, kind of 1980, for the town to say, hey, time out. We need to protect the historic character of this community. Preserving the past is a priority for Breckenridge. Preservation is also an important part of the town's plan to curb the housing crisis now and in the future. There's value in knowing about a town's history. Let's continue this tour around present-day Breckenridge to see how people are living now and how they're tackling a difficult housing market. With housing, with certain goals. Lori Best manages the housing and child care programs for the town of Breckenridge. You know, we would like a certain percentage of the units in Breckenridge to be occupied by locals as opposed to vacation homes. Residents are clamoring for an end to this housing crisis, too. As a rule, many Coloradans hate taxes. But since 2006, local voters have twice approved a sales tax and impact fees to support the town's housing fund. The most recent vote generates about $2 million a year. I think the voters realize that there needs to be some public intervention because the private sector is not going to come in and just build housing that's affordable to a workforce. It's not going to happen. In 2022, Breckenridge committed $50 million to fund an ambitious five-year workforce housing plan that will create almost 1,000 new units. Breck's housing fund also gets money from a short-term rental fee that requires owners to pay a set amount for each bedroom they are renting. Local leaders hope to significantly increase this initial investment through partnerships and projects with private developers and existing homeowners. The goal is for nearly half of the town's workforce to live in Breck, and a little over a third of the housing inventory will be reserved for locals. We're trying to measure our success on how well we're remaining a viable community that has a diversity of housing types and a variety of densities. A big part of this plan is building new rental and for sale units that will work for singles, couples, and families. But Breckenridge, like the rest of Summit County, is surrounded by national forest, so finding enough land to build on is hard. There's just not the capacity to add that much more new development. So that's why we can't build our way out of it. So the town is employing another strategy, home preservation. We actually think the preservation of existing units is probably as important or, or even maybe more important than new construction. Lori says preservation is the greenest and most cost-effective way to maintain current housing and increase deed-restricted homes that are more affordable to buy. Let me pause here and explain deed restrictions which limit things like how much value a home can gain each year and who it can be sold to. The idea is to keep things affordable and available for local workers. In Summit County, 
The deed restrictions require that a person live and work here, and there are limits on how much income a person can make. So we're on about three quarters of an acre here. Ann Lowe and I are walking down the hillside from her house to a little wooden structure on the property. And this is our lovely little Irish potting shed that they built when they built the house. And the wife apparently was just a huge gardener. Ann and her husband John spend a lot of time in this Irish potting shed. It's rustic and artistic with large round pieces of lodgepole trees embedded in the walls. Light streams in from the windows and skylights. The couple uses the shed to prepare plants and store gardening tools and extra furniture. It's filled with pots of all sizes. I have such a green thumb, so it's, it's really fun to have that nice space to, to work with the plants. Anne has been the open space and trails manager for the town of Breckenridge for the past seven years. When she moved here from Northern California, a place with its own affordable housing issues, she was used to looking for a home under challenging conditions. So I was ready to tackle this problem, right? So I really set about searching for housing as soon as I got here. Anne stayed in temporary housing for about three months before she found a deed-restricted townhome in Wellington, Breck's oldest workforce housing neighborhood. The two-bedroom duplex worked for her. She filled her home with plants, and there was a small fenced yard for her golden retriever to play in. But then came John and his two kids. Fast forward several years later when I, I met my husband and he had a place in Frisco. My townhome was too small, his place didn't allow dogs, and so we were looking for a, a home together. The search began in 2019, and it was a daunting task. Housing inventory was limited and homes were expensive. Most were selling for over a million dollars. Then they heard about Breck's new housing helps program, one of the town's preservation initiatives. They were basically looking for guinea pigs for the program, which is awesome. It's always good to be uh, <laughs> the guinea pig and the, I think the first into a particular program. The town council approved the housing helps program in 2019. It pays owners, buyers, and local businesses 15 to 30 percent of a home's value. In exchange, recipients must add a deed restriction to their property. The smaller payment a person receives, the more equity their home can accrue in the future. They can use that money for home repairs, special assessments, or a down payment like Anne and John Lowe did. So Housing Helps provided a great like 15% down payment. The Lowe's bought a three-bedroom, two-bath house that December. However, it needed some TLC including converting an illegal lower-level apartment into another bedroom and bath. From the sale of our houses, we were able to really invest into bringing the house up to code. The house gave the Lowe family a lot more space to endure the pandemic, but it also brought them together. Anne and John like getting their hands dirty in the cozy Irish potting shed on their property. Today, they're transferring a mint plant to a bigger pot as wind chimes sway in the breeze. Probably more dirt than we need for cement. I wonder if I have any good styrofoam to sort of give a little bit of drainage to our mint. The Housing Helps program does have a catch. The Lowe's and other recipients can only sell their home to locals who work in the county. John is a nurse and has benefited from the county's housing initiatives for decades. He thinks it's cool. This house will always be like 
a local's house. You feel like you're doing the right thing, like just recycling or something, <laughs> you know. This requirement also doesn't phase firefighter Chris Fargo, who lives down the street from the Lowe's. He moved to Breck from Flagstaff, Arizona, three years ago with his wife and two young kids. So it was a pretty big move, and housing was the biggest concern. <laughs> Coming up, we find out how Chris took advantage of the Housing Helps program. Then we learn about another initiative for a specific group of essential workers. If you don't have housing for the critical folks that need to be up here to sustain a community, then you're going to have issues with sustaining a community. That's after the break. The Colorado Dream Housing Wanted is supported by Berg Hill Greenleaf Rushidi, a full-service law firm offering a wide range of legal services to businesses and individuals throughout the Rocky Mountain region and beyond. BHGR is a company committed to Coloradans and initiatives that support a quality business environment with emphasis in diversity, equity, and inclusivity, workforce development, transportation access, and affordable housing. More at bhgrlaw.com. What does it mean to be in the know? Well, if you're living in Northern Colorado, just listen to In the Know Co. to discover more about what makes our community unique. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole. Together, we'll dig into important events, cultural identity, and stories from the people who live here. Join us for In the Know Co. Tuesday through Friday during Morning Edition on 91.5 KUNC. Or listen and subscribe at our website, KUNC.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is the Colorado Dream Housing Wanted from KUNC News. When firefighter Chris Vargo and his family moved to Breckenridge in 2020, they rented a townhome in a quaint working class neighborhood. We we're like, oh, wow, this is cool. There's kids everywhere. It's kind of more of a blue collar type atmosphere. People are going to work every day. It's just not rich mountain town people. So we quickly got immersed into the community and we're like, oh yeah, we're definitely, we want to stay here. They were homeowners in Arizona, and since they planned to stay in Breck, wanted to buy a house here too. Chris is a friendly, chatty guy. He would go to Popsicle Park, the neighborhood hangout, to pick people's brains about housing. And everyone, after you were done talking to him about housing, they'd be like, well, good luck. And it, it would drive me nuts. I'm like, okay, these people don't think that I can make this happen. And so it kind of drove me to, to make it happen. And he made it happen. Chris and his wife found a $1.1 million house that was perfect for their now family of five. They used the Housing Helps program for the down payment and received 30% of the purchase price. So they gave us $315,000. And all that money got wired to the title company and essentially just cut that purchase price down to in the 700s. Now, it might seem crazy that a million-dollar home is eligible for an affordable workforce housing program, but that's how expensive the housing market is in Summit County. Thanks to Housing Helps, the Vargos suddenly had a manageable mortgage payment, and with money from the sale of their Arizona house, could afford to make renovations. They closed on the house late December of 2022. We have a 3% cap on depreciation every year, which not that big of a deal for us. We're in a home now. It's awesome. <laughs> the home sits on over a half acre of land with a sweeping view of the 10-mile mountain range. 
it came with a basement rental unit that they leased to a local ski patroller. As of September 2023, 64 housing units in Breckenridge have been preserved. The town modeled housing helps after a program started in Vail, Colorado to address their workforce housing issues. There are similar programs in mountain resort towns like Park City, Utah and Jackson, Wyoming. On the west side of Summit County, there is a towering range of mountain peaks that all rise over 12,500 feet. It's called the 10-mile range. Peak number one is next to I-70 in the town of Frisco, and the range goes south from there. Breckenridge Ski Resort sits on peaks 6 through 10 facing east. Patrick McFarlane and his wife, Silvana Vasquez, have an amazing view of the slopes from their balcony. It's a million-dollar view. It's, you see the houses next door, they, they actually paid that or more, so. He's right. Two doors down, there's a new 5,000-square-foot mansion for sale. It was listed on Zillow this September for over $6.2 million. When I moved here 30 years ago, this was a, a working neighborhood. Nestled among the million-dollar homes on this block is a two-story apartment building. Patrick, a plumber, and Silvana, who works for the town, rent the upstairs unit. They often lounge on the west-facing balcony, which has several flags hanging from the railing. The first one is the country of Peru. That's where I um, come from. Then that's the Colombian flag from Cartagena. It's a Cartagena flag. So we just got it because we spent a nice time there. That's United States flag. <laughs> and that's the Colorado, the Colorado flag, right, yeah. Patrick loves flags. So we have more, we don't have a space. Silvana and Patrick met in Lima, Peru during a surfing class in 2015. She ended up being his tour guide after the lesson. They clicked, and two years later, she moved to Breckenridge and this apartment. I just love this place. We are just sit here, sit in the deck in the summer, and just enjoy dinner there. Patrick loves the apartment, too. It's on a quiet street. He's got friends and clients that live close by, and the apartment is three blocks from the center of town. He also tricked out his garage and put in a bar. We call it the barrage. And when the neighbors walk by, they stop by and have a drink. And it's a nice neighborhood. When Patrick moved to Breck in the early 90s, the town was very different. There was no four-lane highway. Tumbleweeds blew across the street. The summers were quiet. And the housing situation... Easy peasy. Um, cheap, rustic, you know, a little dank. It was underdeveloped here. But very easy to get a place to live. The times have changed. Breckenridge is now a year-round tourist destination. As housing has gotten more expensive, the town has been very proactive, building workforce housing and incentivizing residents to add a deed restriction to their properties. However, Patrick and Silvana haven't taken advantage of these opportunities yet. They're a bit skeptical of buying a deed-restricted home that caps yearly equity amounts at 2 or 3%, especially in 2023, when interest rates have risen over 7%. I'm not the perfect financial guy, but I, I, it just doesn't add up to me. Another thing to consider is their age. Both are on the other side of 40 and might not hold on to a place long enough for it to make financial sense. Like if we were maybe 20 years younger, we will not have to analyze so much the things, right? Because if we're only going to be here a few more years, I'm getting to that point. 
where I want to live somewhere warm. <laughs> A mile northeast of Patrick and Silvana's apartment is a Montessori preschool called Little Red Schoolhouse. One of the teachers is on the playground, rounding up her class to eat lunch at Popsicle Park. Does that sound like a fun adventure? So Miss Greta just brought out everybody's lunches. Can everybody go and get their water bottle? Miss Greta is Greta Shackleford, the executive director of Little Red Schoolhouse. She's headed up the school since 2010 and has lived in the county for two decades. I'm kind of a poster child for what the town has done as far as deed-restricted housing. Thirteen years ago, Greta and her husband bought a deed-restricted condo. They didn't make any money when they sold it seven years later, but the mortgage was so low they were able to save enough to buy a small market-rate A-frame house on nearly an acre of land. It was really the deed-restricted condo that kept us here. Those seven years, we were young, we were getting married, having children, and we couldn't really afford to live here. Two kids and a dog later, Greta's family outgrew the 900-square-foot A-frame. So her husband, a general contractor, built a new house on the property. They lived there and rent the A-frame to a little red teacher. It's tough watching a lot of our teachers here struggle so hard. Greta recently had a teacher leave and move back with her parents because they couldn't find housing. Managing your life with a tourist population is one thing, and we all expect that. We move to a tourist town. But watching very wealthy people come in and buy up houses that I know could go to teachers or could go to firefighters or all the workforce that I am very close with. Greta is hitting on one of the biggest issues, and it's creating tension throughout Summit County. Tourism is necessary, and it drives the economy. But when those people buy up homes here for their vacations, it hurts the community. It's just really hard to see. You know, we've been overrun by it since COVID. Housing and child care are intertwined, too. And Greta is so passionate about finding solutions that she serves on the town of Breckenridge's child care committee. Traditionally, child care is a high turnover, low paying industry and the town has been supporting its nonprofit preschools for years. In fact, in 2005, it helped build Little Red's facility and then paid off the mortgage two years later. Breck also provides tuition assistance to families, and teacher salaries have been increased in the past couple years. In 2022, Breckenridge built a workforce housing complex right next to the Blue River, called Uller. One building with nine units was reserved for early education teachers working in the local preschools. Three of those went to Little Red teachers. All right, do we have everybody's lunchbox? One, two, three. Outside on the playground, that's Greta's friend and co-worker, Kristen Rowley. She's one of the teachers getting her kiddos ready for their picnic in the park. Twelve. Kristen is in her late 20s and moved here from South Carolina in 2017. She started her teaching career three years ago at Little Red. Before that, she was hustling, often working three or four jobs at a time. It was hectic, and her living situation was too. Any house that I've ever lived in, you kind of want to make it as cheap as you possibly can because it's just so absurd, like $1,100 for one bedroom. And I shared a bedroom with uh, another girl for six months just to cut the cost. Kristen's lived in nine different places in six years, which has been stressful. She looked into the county's workforce apartments, but didn't want to deal with the long wait list. 
and despite the constant moving, has always been able to find some type of housing on her own. Towards the end of 2022, there was a sewage issue where she was living, so she needed to leave. Kristen was looking for yet another place when she heard about the Ulo apartments. Greta was kind of like, hey, like this might be a thing. And I'm like, me, please give it to me. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Kristen and her partner moved into the Ulo apartments on February 1st. Their spacious one-bedroom unit has a deck and allows dogs. It's also close to Little Red. She's saving money now and can finally enjoy all the high country has to offer. It's why she moved to Summit County. I get to go on weekend trips and go on hikes and, you know, like play instead of just like get another job and work all day, every day, because I was doing that for about four years. Like it is such a weight off of my shoulders. On the next episode of the Colorado Dream Housing Wanted, we head about two hours north to Steamboat Springs, where the local housing authority has a big solution for the workforce housing crisis there. We can essentially develop all the housing that our community needs for the next couple of decades. That's next time on The Colorado Dream. The Colorado Dream Housing Wanted is a production from KUNC News. It was written and reported by me, Stephanie Daniel. Editing by Sean Corcoran. The theme song was composed by Jason Patton. Michelle Rado sound designed and mixed the episode. Jennifer Coombs is the digital editor. Special thanks to Ashley Jeffcoat, Ray Solomon, Scott Franz, Robin Vincent, Robert Leisure, and Mike Arnold. Tammy Turwalp is KUNC's president and CEO. To learn more about Breckenridge's workforce housing initiatives and see photos of people included in this episode and other extras, go to KUNC.org slash Colorado Dream or check out the show notes for a link. <laughs>